Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of After Hours. Usually I am joined by Alexis, but today I am all on my own and we're going to be talking about perfectionism. What a lovely topic. (laughs) I'm excited to get into this episode and so you're not just hearing from me, a little 21 year old, I included some quotes from successful people around perfectionism. So you'll hear from Elizabeth Gilbert, Marie Forleo, and Brene Brown. But before we get into this conversation, of course, we gotta take a sip of our tea. I mean, yes. (laughs) Today, I switched it up and I'm drinking lemon ginger tea. So we're gonna fade out the music and take a sip together. Let's do it. As always, you gotta blow it because at least my tea is piping hot. So we're gonna blow. Okay, now let's take a sip. Okay, now we can fade back in the music and get this episode started. So I feel like to start this off, I should get into what inspired this episode, what inspired the topic of perfectionism, and it all started with a movie. I mean, in quarantine, most inspiration (laughs) comes from TV, family, there's not much else that I'm being inspired by, to be honest. But I was watching this movie with my family, Life in a Year. I highly, highly recommend. But it's basically the story about Jaden Smith, who plays this wealthy boy with strict parents. And he happens to fall in love with Cara Delevingne, who plays a young, unruly girl with dyed hair, who actually has cancer. It's a very, as you probably guessed, a very emotional movie. There's this one scene. Jaden's character, he wants to be a rapper. And in one of these scenes, he goes to this rap studio to meet with this producer and present this song. When he walks into the studio, he basically says, you know, I wrote this song. It's not much. It's pretty rough, actually. And the producer is like, no 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 stop stop and he just says most people come with nothing so don't ever discount what you've got that really hit me because in that moment jaden smith's character was completely devaluing his creativity completely devaluing what he brought to the table and it made me wonder like how many times do I do that with myself where I look at what I created or my relationships with people and I'm just like what I bring is nothing like this is all I got the fact that this is all I got is sad it's just so easy to discount what you have and I feel like that is so central to what perfectionism 
is you know it's you are never enough the work you do at your job what you bring to your family what you bring to your friends is never enough that's literally what perfectionism tells you and i really wanted to get into this topic because for every new year people are always like what word like what do you want your motto to be i don't ever really come up with one single word that i want to encapsulate my year but i think a big thing i'm thinking about is i don't want to minimize myself i don't want to minimize this podcast and i want to let go of perfectionism and i think if you struggle with this that should be your goal too I always say that perfectionism is just fear and high heels and a mink coat, um, pretending to be fancy, like, oh, hello, I'm, you know, or like a, a sort of a mustache and a, you know, but it's a disguise. It's just terror. Perfectionism is the lie that says that there's some kind of a rent that you have to pay to be here on this earth. It's good to kind of start with a definition of what perfectionism is. I went on Google and I just googled what is the definition of perfectionism and I clicked on psychology today and what they said is the definition of perfectionism is a personal trait characterized by high expectations and standards. I don't know it was just so funny to me because whenever you read clinical definitions of anything it is so sterile, it's so void of the sadness, the pain, the self-sabotage, the anger, the stress that actually comes out of those things. Perfectionism is this little person that says, you are never good enough. Do better. Look at those other people. Look at what they're doing. What they bring to the table so much better than you ah, you fell short of that New Year's resolution, you fell short of that goal, add that to the list of failures in your life. And ultimately, it's the part of ourselves that says, why bother if it's not going to be perfect? I think it's important to realize the areas where these tendencies come up the most. In high school, the little person on my shoulders was telling me that I need to strive for 100% on all of my tests, all of my homework assignments, everything. I would spend hours, like hours, hours, hours until super late. And I remember just being so upset with myself whenever I was sitting in class and the teacher came around and put the test or the homework assignment on my desk and it wasn't 100%, even if it was a 98%. And that's the thing about perfectionism is perfectionism is never rational when it shows up. It got to the point where I had junior year, I was taking AP US history. That was one of the classes I was taking at the time. And I'll never forget, my professor was Mr. Hussman. And I don't know, he had some sort of sixth sense. 
I remember one day he like came up to me after class and he was like, I gave you back your essays, your in-class essay today and you seemed kind of upset with the grade. Why is that? Like, why were you upset? And I literally broke down. It's so weird, like, when you are forced to, like, express what's going on in your head with perfectionism, you realize so quickly how unhappy it makes you feel, how draining it is to have these super high standards, these super unrealistic standards. And I just remember, like, not knowing what to say because my grade was a 98. I should not have been upset, but I was. I had a reality check where I was like, I can't drown myself in expectations. And I think after that class, and I think also through college, I really beat my perfectionism when it came to school, but kind of like hermit crabs. <laughs> Like, I feel like perfectionism, maybe you beat it in one area of your life, but then, like little hermit crabs do, it finds another home. I want you to listen up here. Perfectionism will kill your dreams. It is the one thing that separates the winners from the wannabes in almost every area of life. Go for progress, not perfection. You gotta repeat that all the time. And so my perfectionistic tendencies moved from school, you know, it left that area of my life, but then it moved into the creative parts of my life, which I feel like is the phase I am in now. Whereas before my creativity was really free and really free of expectations, really free of pressure, I feel like now I'm having to dismantle the pressures with my creativity. This podcast is helping me conquer that side of myself. I've committed to, when I'm making a season, committing to publishing an episode every other week. And there are many times where I'm like, I wish I could work on this episode a little longer. I wish the audio quality was clearer. I wish I smoothed out that transition a little better all of these wishes but then i have to remind myself that perfection does not exist i will say it again perfection does not exist if you struggle with perfectionism with your creativity let me tell you you will stay in that hole forever because there's always gonna be more there's always going to be that little person being like, ah, that could be a little better. Mm, maybe change that. Or mm, I think you could do that a little different. And so you have to put perfectionism in its place and say, no, I am content with where this project is at and I am putting it out to the world. And something I always think about which is honestly kind of a weird thing about me, but like 
we keep it real here so i'm just gonna tell you whenever i read a book i highlight errors misspellings punctuation errors grammar i just highlight all the errors i think the book that i read that had the most errors in it had almost 60 errors books especially ones released by big publishers go through such a long editing process you probably didn't know much about the publishing industry honestly i only know this because of my weird obsession with errors and wanting to understand like how errors happen and how much editing goes into a book but on average, a book from a big publisher goes through a five-step editing process and a lot of these steps, it's not even just the author doing it. It's a whole committee of editors looking at this book and two of those edits are dedicated to the minor details. The line edit, which is when a committee of editors goes literally line by line of a book, checking for misspellings, clarity, sentence structure. And then there's also a copy edit where an editor or sometimes several editors will go through a book and check only for the minute details like commas, periods, spelling, all of that. And so you think about how much time goes into a book. Some books take years to come out. And you think about how many hands each book passes through. And still, even after this big editing process, there are still imperfections. There are still errors. And obviously when I go through books, I'm highlighting the small details, the small things. But there are also big things you know there's so many times where i read a book and i'm like why didn't they realize that this is not historically accurate they didn't do a good job with this character and how their storyline ended up i think that is really reassuring for me to know that books something that goes through a big editing process there are still errors there are still imperfections and so when I look at my podcast and maybe fears or anxieties come up of it not being perfect, I remember that like I am just one person and if a bigger project, whether that be a movie, a TV show, a book, has imperfections and there's a whole team behind it, I can't expect me on my own to be able to catch all of the errors Obviously, you try, but I think it's so important to realize that even the things you love, even the books you love, even the TV shows you love, even the movies you love have imperfections. They have things that the artist probably hated about that thing that like got under their skin and drove them crazy, just like maybe you're being driven crazy by an error or imperfection you see in your own work. And I think the reality is no one except yourself expects things to be perfect. Like if the content is good and if you can really tell that that person put a lot of skill, dedication, and time into that thing, you will respect it. And the same is true of your work and whoever consumes it. What if instead of focusing on, you know, 
this could have been better, I should have done this differently, or this isn't good enough. What instead of that, we poured love into it and focused not on this elusive, imaginary perfection, but instead focused on doing our best with what we got and realized that our first product, our second product, our third product isn't gonna be and honestly shouldn't be our best work like if my first podcast or my first writing was my best work that's pretty sad then what is there to strive for you know and so next time that little person comes up and he or she is telling you oh this project isn't anything this is so bad like what are you doing you're a failure say shut up (laughs) i'm doing the best with what i got and there's only up from here all perfectionism is is the 20 ton shield that we carry around hoping that it'll keep us from being hurt When in truth, what it does is it keeps us from being seen.